0: All right, welcome in. This is the Week Fifteen Recap Show. I'm AJ Hoffman, joined by Scott Seidenberg, Bing also bong. joined by the only two-time Super Contest Champion, Mr. Steve Fezick. How are you guys doing?
1: Who's your friend who likes to play?
0: Bing Bong. That's who likes to play Fez. Everyone knows that. Uh, as we reference children's movies, first minute of the pod. Cash that plus four fifty ticket if you have it. Uh, all right. This is – if I were going to have to fill in to do a a recap episode, this is the one I would choose. This was the coolest week of NFL football I've seen in a long time. The Monday night game we just saw was a 12-point win for the Packers. That was the widest margin of any game this week. And, I, I mean, for most of that game, it felt like, oh, this is anybody's game, mm-hmm. until, at least till halftime. So if you get games that are that competitive, you got to appreciate it. Lots of big comebacks, lots of which also of course comes with lots of big collapses. It had everything. So let's go through and and obviously we want to get Fez's thoughts on how it affects his his view of these teams going forward. How's he made, how's he adjusted on these teams? And Fez, if you don't mind, uh, let's start, I guess we should start with Thursday Night Football. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers who continue to impress. 21-13, they take out the Seahawks. Are you? Are your numbers starting to believe that Brock Purdy can do this?
1: Oh, they are. And this is a game where you don't need to look at anything because the final score told you exactly what happened. The Niners should have won by 7 to 10 points. They win by 8. Clean win, a little over 100 yards. 6.2 yards per play. Seahawks give up 4.5. But what is impressive is you always worry about the rookie quarterback going on the road. A lot of crowd noise, no problem. Continues to perform at a um, a nice workmanlike effort, which is all that's necessary for the Niners this year to head to the Super Bowl if they continue to play this way.
0: I think that, and I don't know if yours will do this. I don't know how your power ratings work exactly, but I think some of the analytics-based power ratings and some of the uh, the younger guys who are these these math geeks who put up power ratings, I think the 49ers are probably going to be muffled a little bit in their ratings because those ratings tend to give favor to teams that throw the ball a lot and they are high-octane offenses. I don't think there's going to be this, but I think – I'm falling in love with this 49ers team. Like it, it, this is, I I still stand by this even before the Jalen Hurts issue, which we'll get to. I said I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I believe that more than ever right now.
1: I agree with you as long All as right. Jalen Hurts. As long as Jalen Hurts remains injured, <laughs> and then of course they're the second best team in the NFC.
0: Okay, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Who, I mean, you talk about. A roller coaster ride started at the bottom, had a great start to the season, surpassed their season win total, and now look like they are falling into oblivion. Are we? Have we sold all Seahawks stock, or is there still a chance we could see this team make the playoffs?
1: Now we've well, I mean, they could make the playoffs, but that's irrelevant. We've sold all our stock. Number twenty-two team, uh, nice little story. Geno Smith has gone back to being Geno Smith. Defense can't play lick. The running backs got injured, and frankly, I'm not sure how Pete Carroll and company did it for as long as they did. Pretty amazing that they did, though. It's amazing the little munchkins hung in as long as they did. Bad news bears the original.
0: All right, let's talk about one of the most
1: insane games I've ever seen played. Minnesota,
0: and I'll be honest, I missed the third quarter because, <laughs> I, well, what are you going to be glued to this thing? It's 33 to nothing.
2: No, this is, this is the game that I have major betting FOMO. For not live betting Minnesota. Because something about the way that third quarter started, not, well, thinking of a field goal, but I just felt, man, Minnesota's going to come back. I can, not to win, but they're going to come back and make this thing close.
0: I can tell you why you didn't want to do it. Because you were you were on the Vikings to begin with, right? Yes. So your your instinct is to be pissed off and angry. Yes. And these guys no-showed on a day where I had a heavy wager on them. I hate these jokers. Yes. And... I, I mean I'm sure fez will tell you that's the wrong way to think
2: but when they with that touchdown drive they were down 33 nothing in that touchdown drive I felt you know what they, they, they got a chance here to make this thing close you know maybe just let me just live bet the Vikings plus a couple of points see what i can get and then no I, I didn't do it
1: I didn't I'm, a, do I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit here I made a I I bet and I, I bet these several times. So I, the, the tickets that AJ's looking at are small, but I, I, they are multiple. I wait, if, what, were those Scott,
0: live wagers slips? Like, were the, they?
1: These are summer wagers, Scott. You want to read off these summer wagers? Oh, that what? We yes. This past this week, is, there's uh, no date on them. Uh, they've, been, there, they've been through the laundromat. Yes,
2: there is a date. Yes, September twenty. Oh, uh, yeah. So what do th- I got there? You got week fifteen, date to be announced, Minnesota Vikings minus two.
1: That's a winner.
2: That is minus a winner. too. What else we got? Week
1: 15, Eagles, minus three. There you go. You know what makes it so sweet? <laughs> when you bet, when you got a couple winning tickets on teams that lost against the spread because you got to them at the right time, and it just goes to show, like, the Eagles, I do think there's a lesson. If you can bet a team, and that's why we talk about the summer lines, and if you listen to the pod on our market report, I like to reference the summer lines it is rarely correct to lay 8 when you could have laid 2 during the summer mm. it just it just it it's amazing how many times when i look at how i do on my summer bets and my game of the years and i get like 6 points of line value those bets don't win 75% of the time they win like 60 they should win 68% and they win like 62 it's just the market winds up inflating too much on certain teams i'll say this i did watch the whole viking game because i bet the vikings plus 15 live after they got down at the end of the first quarter by whatever it was, 21 to second quarter. The 17. The universe, yeah. So it must have been the early in the second quarter. And I was like, so I, I never gave up because I was like, we can we can this is doable. But I worried. I was like, oh, they might figure out 33, you know, nothing. <laughs> they might figure out they should just rest everybody and not get not get Justin Jefferson injured. And they probably were like one possession away from that point. But once they got one score, and this happened Back. Well, AJ, you know all about this. When Houston donked off that game against Buffalo. I do. Once the momentum starts going, yeah. you know, it's very difficult to shut the spigot off. And I got to be honest, I watched that game. I don't really think Indianapolis did anything wrong other than playing lousy in the second half.
2: Like I, I can- thought, Fez, when, when Minnesota had the scoop and score touchdown called back because of horrific officiating, I thought that was the end of the comeback. Mm. That was the end of it right there. And, and for those that don't weren't aware of what happened, Minnesota recovered a fumble, picked it up, ran it back for a touchdown, but the officials blew the play dead on the field, saying that the runner was down. Upon review, he wasn't down, and they gave the ball to Minnesota, but they took the touchdown off the mm-hmm. board. Whereas what they tell the officials to do is to let everything play <coughs> out, because why? All turnovers and scoring plays are reviewed, And you know something? If that touchdown counts... Minnesota wins this in regulation.
1: Yes, and maybe they cover. And
2: maybe they cover. You're
1: right. You know, I'll give credit to a guy. He doesn't let me bet at the South Point, and he pretends to take really big bets from everyone, but he doesn't. But he still has some good, very good insights. Chris. Hall of Famer? Chris, yeah, hall, hall of Fame sports. The sports betting Hall of Fame that has no sports bettors in it that I know of, just uh, marketers and, 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 and bookmakers. But that's for another day. Uh, Chris Andrews has some very good insights, and he wrote a very, very good book then one day. So I I do recommend that as a very good book to read, and he said, you know what, be careful with the tails of a distribution, meaning you know when you look at the far left and the right far right hand side of the tails, they are more extreme than you would you would believe. You would think, in other words, a good example would be a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that were supposed to win eleven and a half games. Well, they're going to win 10, 11, or 12, or 13. Well, no, not really. You know, a whole lot of things can happen, and you look no, look no further than this Viking game where I'm sure ESPN reported had probably a 0.01% chance of winning. Well, it was probably more like, you know, 0.8%, because how many times have we have, do we see ESPN says this team has over a 99% chance to win, Yeah, uh, especially with Matt Ryan at quarterback, and then they wind up walking out of there with a loss.
0: Well, let's talk about let's talk about the Vikings first. Do you adjust the Vikings at all? I mean, do you punish them for the first half, or do you say, "Hey, kudos for the second How do you handle that? They they, they were, almost met expectations. They fell slightly
1: short, a half point short for the most part. Their their statistical dominance, and they were minus two in turnovers offsets the fact that got punked in the first half because if you just looked at the box scores and you didn't know that they were down 33 points, you'd say the Vikings dominated the game statistically. So I made no adjustment to either.
2: What, no Our, adjustment to the Colts either, huh? No adjustment. Our projected margin here at pregame uh, has Minnesota winning by 5.8
1: and it makes sense that it's a little unfair to give them all those stats because a lot of that started out being when the Colts were just trying to get to the like a marathon runner that went out too hard and was you know kind of speed walking to the yeah. to 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 the finish line they didn't get there.
0: All right, let's talk about the most boring game that happened on Saturday. The Browns Ravens Browns get a 13-3 win over the Ravens. Uh I mean Deshaun Watson's just not he, – he
2: looks like a quarterback that hasn't played in two years.
0: Yeah, and but obviously the drop-off from Tyler Huntley is bigger than people wanted to admit. Yeah. Uh, so it seems
1: like maybe there's – it looks like Lamar Jackson's going to be back next week or at least trying to get back next the, week. The markets are saying that Jackson's coming back. And, yeah, I have this as a phony final. The Browns won by 10, but I didn't make an adjustment to either team. The Ravens won the stats. Um you know they got to get a kicker though. This this guy Tucker,
0: I know he misses two he misses two
1: kicks, and I mean that kept him from from you know get, you know knocking into the lead and kept him down two scores. Um, bottom line is. The Ravens. Anytime,
0: anytime Justin Tucker or, or Justin Herbert have a bad day, I get grief. Yeah, mm. my two favorite players, your, your, your guys, uh, and neither of them had a great week, honestly. So it's, it's it'll, it'll probably be a tough
2: week for me on Wednesday.
1: Phony final. They should be they should be in overtime right now. Yeah.
2: Well, we have this as a uh, 4.8 margin for Cleveland.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because um, I saw that the Ravens won the yards by 50 and the yards per play by one, but um,
0: and obviously bad kicking luck because. Yeah. Justin Tucker wouldn't miss without bad luck. Mm. Uh, all right, let's look at the Bills and the Dolphins, uh, a game that in, you know ended up being close at the end. What do you see here, Fez?
1: Yeah, you know, I watched this game, and I wound up upgrading the Dolphins by half a point. I don't like what I'm seeing from Buffalo at all. Um, Mostert just creamed them on the ground. And, you know, you got a team from South Beach that's going up to the snow. All right, it didn't snow. It snowed before and snowed in the last three minutes. I thought it was going to snow more. My weather guy gave me bad intel. I'm sorry um, because I played under and I lost by 100 points. But um, the fact that um, the Bills just got gashed on the ground for, with, with Mostert and that this should not happen. This should not, A team from Buffalo should not get outplayed statistically with the team from South Beach. So the Bills continue to have the rep, but um, maybe they'll be the best team by the end of the year. They're not the best team right now.
2: Are you concerned about Buffalo moving forward?
1: Yeah, I, I downgrade them half a point, and I now have I had the Bills tied with San Fran with their third string quarterback as wow. the best team in the. It's the third best team in the NFL.
0: Wow, I mean that that is a um, a mighty drop. That's right.
1: with Philly one. That's with Philly with Hurts. Uh-huh. That's a this a playoff player playoff rank.
0: Let's look at the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. Takes overtime for the Chiefs to win thirty to twenty four. This is the third game in a row where the Chiefs have either, uh, you know, blown a game or like let a team come all the way back and win, like the Bengals, or almost blown a game against a team that was really inferior, like Denver or Houston. What do you, if you're, I mean, if you're dropping Houston for their performance against Miami, this has to be a a huge drop for Kansas City.
1: No drop. Won the yards by 300 yards, dominated the game. You know what? Kansas City is the one team I'm gonna give a pass to because remember the year after they won the Super Bowl and they just like slept sleptwalk, they like took quarters off, halves off, kept winning all their games. The bottom line is they're supposed to win ten and a half games this year. Uh, they've already gone over. Um, they're the, the statistically they, they 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 creamed this team. They had three turnovers. Yeah, Mahomes could be a little more fundamentally sound, but he still completes most of his passes. They throws against his body. Just a weird game. I'm not gonna dock him for it.
0: All right, let's talk about the best finish that any of us have seen in a while. The Las Vegas Raiders, thirty to twenty four, winners <laughs> over the Patriots. Uh, I, my four, so you missed dumb. the pod last week. My four weight was the Raiders.
1: I had, you know, I had a bad way. I was two and three. My higher weighted plays did poorly, but I did have the Raiders. Yeah, baby. So as one, uh, as one of my plays, um, as they say, just
0: win, baby. Was it enough for you to n- not punish the Raiders in your rankings? How did you how did you treat these two teams?
1: You know, I'm going I have to. I, you know, it's interesting. because I've got my summer schedule here, so I don't have it in rotation order, which is completely which I made my notes because I was sick all week last week, so I never went out and actually got my um, um, my week 15 schedule. So I, I have trouble finding all the games. I have no adjustment to either team. I had the the stats being dead equal. Across the board. I will say this. Directionally, and this is gonna be people are gonna be upset that I say this directionally that the Patriots did the right thing. All right. It's the last play of the game. As long as you have a better chance of scoring than your opponents, you can take risks. You can take some pretty f- almost foolhardy risks. What you can't do is throw the ball to the defense yeah. to take it in for a touchdown. So so the the decision to lateral the ball was was correct. The first lateral from Ramondre the first lateral. Stevenson, yes. Then the problem was is that it was not, and then and then I can see why that it was Myers right decide to lateral mm-hmm. it again. That is fine, you know. I'm going to blame it. On, I'm going to blame it on the quarterback here. What he's got to get open. he has got to get open, man. Oh, wow. It's okay. But like f- freeze it, freeze it. Jacoby Myers has the ball. It's on the thirty yard line. You have bet a money line bet on the Raiders. What would you like him to do? A, take a knee, or B, lateral the ball? A lateral the ball? No, take a knee. It's more likely that the team with the ball, who gets to choose where they lateral it, is going to score. He just through the game and lateral it to the wrong Fez, team.
0: I disagree with that. I would say more often than not. It results in disaster. It results in disaster. That well, that's because success. the
1: team. Well, yes, I agree because the team that's lateraling has to lateral because they're behind. But now, but they got,
2: weren't behind. It was a tie game. Well,
1: you've got to have like. At, Stevenson at,
2: just should have fell down and just go got, to overtime. You, no. You've
1: got to have football, a high football <clears throat> IQ to say, you know what, this is not the normal crazy lateral situation. This is the advantage lateral situation. I look for the lateral. And if I don't have a guy open, I'm gonna go ahead and just run and, and, and go down. And and I mean and, and, he wasn't and, and,
0: throwing the ball back to Justin Fields. He was throwing
1: it to Mac Jones. Well, he made a poor choice. Mac Jones like
0: what, what could Mac Jones have done? Let's say Mac Jones caught that Plus, ball. Plus
1: uh, I you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Belichick also because like he should have his speedster, his fastest guy, um or his third fastest guy playing safety on that play for that very reason. And he didn't. So, you know, you could say that. Hey, that's nitpicking. That's- <sighs> what do you mean, playing safety? Mean playing safety. You got to have a guy back in case things happen like they did. Where, like, what, like, you like, have
2: a, a you mean, have a, have a defensive player play offense yes. for
1: you. You have, yeah, exactly, exactly. Why, why like not have You're- a
2: defensive back line up at wide receiver and just or back, back. line up as like deep, deep running back? That's yeah. what you should do. Yes. Interesting. You disagree?
0: I disagree. Yeah. Because- Same
1: thing is true. Like, I'll, I'll use an example. When when you try like a fifty nine yard field goal. You should you should have two guy two really fast guys blocking on the ends.
0: I think the move because is because they
1: should be playing safeties for the kick return. I would imagine
0: Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick thought ugly,
1: these two hundred eighty pound linemen trying to tackle. Go ahead.
0: I would imagine Bill Belichick thought after the game, Jacoby Myers should have just or once Jacoby Myers caught that, and I don't know that he should have ever got the ball. I'm sure Bill Belichick wasn't thrilled about that. But once Jacoby Myers had it and he wasn't going to score, just go down. Let's play overtime. Well, of course, because if you throw it to Mac Jones. Honestly, the best thing that can happen is Mac Jones. Like, he he gets it, and it's someone not running hits him. sixty yards for a yeah. Like knows. Mac Jones might get hurt. Like that's not going to be good for you. But yep. it, there there was just no positive result that comes from. But making there was that a play.
1: possibility <coughs> when the lateral went to Jaco- to Jacoby that they that New England could score. Sure, this there is was a a worse.
2: Chance. But this was a worse loss than yeah. when. The Dolphins did all the laterals and scored when Belichick put Gronk out there on defense to defend against the Hail Mary.
1: I would put a fast guy out there rather than a clumsy guy, but that's just me. Sorry, well, genius.
0: Did you make any adjustment on these two teams?
1: I made no adjustment. Dead okay. equal on the stats. All right, let's
0: look at uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. A little bit, probably more late drama than the Eagles had hoped for. Uh, they let Justin Fields make a a really nice play at the end of the game to turn it into a one-score game. Uh, very great for me as my best bet this week was Bears plus nine. So I, I needed that, especially after the the uh, the Eagles went for two <laughs> to take out the, the possibility of the early field goal attempt. And, yeah, so they, they had ruined everything. I needed a touchdown. Justin Fields got me one. You think this was a bit of a phony final, though?
1: I do. I didn't make any adjustment to either team. I did watch the whole game. I, I had no dog in the fight. In fact, I had the Bears, which was my one Plinko winner. I had lots of Plinko losers this past week. Actually, every one of my games was Plinko. I was like <laughs> – other than my teaser that won on um, on Green Bay, I had six games that could have gone either way, and I went two and four on those, and I won my teaser. So I it think wasn't- they say
2: you're supposed to start from the outside because you have a better chance of hitting the million in the middle.
1: Yes, and I started in the middle and I wound up on the edges and I got zonked. Um, But if you look at the numbers, nothing wrong with the Eagles. They won the yardage by 150 yards plus 5.9 yards per play. Bears only get 4.3. It was the plus two in turnovers that got us the cover. AJ, I'll take it with the Bears.
2: Pre-game research has this as a 1.4 point margin between these two teams.
1: It's amazing. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. All right, let's look at the Jacksonville Jags who beat the Dallas Cowboys in overtime. A lot of sharp money was on the Jags this week. I didn't totally get it, Uh, but the Dallas defense, boy, there's some real questions there.
1: Yeah, I put down this as a phony final. We're going through my phony finals. The reason being is that the narrative is, oh, could have gotten out of the way. Jaguars get the pick six in overtime. But what actually happened, if you look at the box scores, Jags actually dominated this game. Jags um, over 500 yards of offense, Dallas under 400, and Jags seven point two yards per play held Cowboys to a below league average five point four. I think um, I'll be interested to see what our pregame research showed. I would have said Jags by seven in regulation.
2: No, we have a four, uh, our average of Jags three point seven. This is interesting though. Dallas fourth quarter win share sixty four percent. So any adjustment on these two teams, guys?
1: Yeah, I I lowered I did lower Dallas by a half a point, but I brought. Jaguar's up by one full point and I think that this is a team, you know, they're kind of um they're believing in themselves as a contender now and uh certainly I think they were worthy that uh, this wasn't a fortunate win this was a deserved one.
0: Okay. I yeah, I accept that. It it boy. I I mean this is this Dallas it feels like a half point might be you might be being generous because this is a couple weeks in a row against subpar competition. And everyone will say, well, they're playing to their competition. I get that, and we'll know. I I guess now we won't even know as as much as we thought we would. That's the bummer
2: is that we had an opportunity
0: for a measuring stick game this coming week. Instead, we get the replacement. We're not getting it. For both teams, because what have we said all year long about Philly? Who's Philly played? Philly's best win is Dallas with Cooper Rush playing quarterback, and now it's like, finally, Philly plays Dallas, full
1: strength. Oh, I nope. think this is all bullshit. They, they, I hear this all the time. It's like, you're, it, this isn't like you're playing in Conference USA. You're playing in the National Football League yeah. where everyone's power ratings are like, but if I look at the number 17 versus the number 24 team, they're all within five points of yep. one
0: another. Okay, Who, where, is, where are the Vikings in your power ratings? Uh, 17th. Okay, then that means... I, I'm just guessing. You you may have someone surprise me here that the te- that you ha- that the uh, the Eagles haven't played a team ranked in the top half of your power ratings this year besides Cowboys with Cooper Rush. So you can say it's not the Conference Com- USA. Uh, you were
2: you're high on the Commanders before this week.
0: He didn't uh, have you didn't have Commanders ahead of the Vikings. I don't. Think. They're 15th.
2: Yeah, he,
1: they're ahead now. Oh my god. Yeah, they were ahead last week.
2: Wow.
0: Okay. Vikings stink. Okay. Well, then, everyone in Minnesota. Then in that case, guess what? The only team that you had in the top half, the Eagles lost to. It doesn't matter because <laughs> it, it
1: doesn't matter. How, I don't keep score by final scores. It's like if you if you if, if if you're beating the Vikings thirty-four to seven, that's the same as as like beating Buffalo by three. I mean, it's all you know relative versus expectations. All right, it's actually be well, like beating the Buffalo by eleven.
0: I, to me, a team who <laughs> who gets to the playoffs and is suddenly facing high end competition for the first time that worries me.
1: Well, that's a different aspect, but like right now, I'm just evaluating a power rating. This, Fair is, this is my this is my power rating. So if you're gonna play if you're gonna play East Cupcake, West Cupcake, you're probably gonna be able to pound the the Coast Guard also. Uh, all right, let's talk about another blown
0: lead. And this one was Tom Brady. This was the first time Tom Brady's ever blown a 17-point lead. He did it to Joe Burrow, 34-23 Bengals. What did you do with these two teams? I
1: didn't change the ratings at all. This is just one of those games where they just fat Lenny kept fumbling. Um, they, It wasn't – I shouldn't just throw him under the bus. It was the whole team kept turning it over. Four turnovers for the Buccaneers. I swear I saw five just in the third quarter alone. Um and Bengals didn't do anything to win this game. The Buccaneers lost it by not taking care of the ball. The Buccaneers dominated the stats. Scott, what do you have for this pregame research, Buccaneers?
2: Cincinnati wins by 1.1. 1. 1. 1.
1: 1. 1.1. All right. Um, and so big difference between winning by 11 and 1.1. 1. 1. I didn't make an adjustment for these two teams.
2: Bill Burrow, four touchdowns to four different receivers, though, in the second half.
1: He's very good. Yeah.
0: Do you, uh, do you feel like the Bucs are – I mean, obviously, the Bucs are in first place. They'd love to make the playoffs, but it doesn't feel like the Bucks are playing at full motivation right now. Do you agree with that?
1: I agree with that, and I um, I got to tell you, you know that um, Brady, you, you got to wonder if in the back of the head he's thinking to himself, hmm, you know, I wonder why, why did, why did, it, why did it come back again? Yeah. <laughs> the motivation,
0: did I, did I give up my whole family to go six and eight? I can't, I can't imagine. They she
2: did. They are still favorites to win that division.
0: Well, good for them, and mm-hmm. that'll that'll get them all.
2: A, a nice home playoff game. A,
0: a nice home playoff game where they probably get their
2: heads kicked in. Eh, I don't know. Right now, if they have to play the Cowboys, uh, that's going to be a fun game.
1: Dallas, um, you know, it's interesting because, like, power rating-wise, I got Dallas at a five-and-a-half. I've got Tampa Bay. How low can I go? Uh, Tampa Bay minus a half. So six so, points. So, so will make Dallas, like, a minus three-and-a-half point favorite at Tampa Bay. Maybe four, minus right. four.
0: Uh, I'll take in, the home dog. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Uh, let's go to the Giants commanders. 20 to 12 Giants. I felt going and Scott felt the same going into this game. These two teams were very even. I know your power ratings disagree with that completely, but we saw them play once and they were even. We saw them play again, and I feel like they were pretty even again. Uh, what are you? What did you do with these two teams?
1: I reluctantly upgraded the Giants by half. I kept the commanders where they were. Um, I know the game script was such that the Giants were sitting on the lead and the commanders needed to score. But overwhelmingly, statistically, the commanders won the game. Uh, The refs, it's it's hard to win when you have to play, you know, two teams instead of one. Um, The Giants got every call. And 100 more yards for for Washington, way more yards per play. Uh, But Giants made big plays. And Barkley looks phenomenal. You know,
0: I said this this yesterday morning on SOVAM, and I still think the non-call pass interference is egregious, is a terrible call. The illegal formation, though. That's worse to me. It's not because what happened in that situation is I I was reading from some of the the writers that were at the Uh game on this, and they said he asked, am I good? And the ref said, you need to move up. And he moved up a little bit, uh-huh. but not enough. Mm. It's not the ref's job to say, "Nope, you need to move up a little more." Like he's a grown man. Like he, he, the ref's not going to tell you, "Hey, this is where you'd be lined up legally." He said you need to move up, and he moved up some, but not enough. And that's why
1: I said he I looked like he was behind so the line of scrimmage. He tack. The ref told him to move up. He took a step forward. He has nothing to do with the play. I agree. I agree with Scott here. I'm, I'm going to be the first to say if I'm a ref. All the time, I'm I'm throwing like these like late flags depending upon did it impact the play? Or yes, did it not impact yes. the play? Same thing in if the he, if he goes and, and 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 catches
2: a screen there and beats his beats his defender off the line of scrimmage, flag. Why he you beat your you beat you beat the defender off the line of scrimmage because you lined up a yard short, something like that. He's not even involved in the play. As soon as the ball snapped, he doesn't do anything. It's just a
1: common sense. It's the same thing like in the NBA. People are going to get mad at me for saying this, all right? Scott's going in for a layup, and I just give him a little tiny bit of a bump, and he just barely misses the layup. I blow the whistle. As soon as the ball comes off the rim, foul. Because Scott doesn't miss that unless he's fouled. Ball goes in, no foul. Do you agree or disagree? It happens all the time. And I agree this is not a – it's not a – Flag. Ref, usually refs, refs call the game that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes, you watch, makes you sense. Watch the game, it happens. It's yeah. like if he makes the bucket, that little incidental contact didn't impact the play. You know what? Yes. LeBron James does not miss that layup unless he's this fouled. This is where soccer has it right
2: because when there's a foul, but the team currently has possession of the ball. It's called advantage. And the refs don't call the foul. They let the play play on because the team that got fouled has possession of the ball. They're playing the Well, advantage. that's all they do with hockey too, right? Well, it's a delayed penalty until yeah. the, team, oh, the team touches the puck. But in soccer, there is no foul if the ref lets them play on because he's letting them play the advantage. That's how the NFL should do it. If that doesn't affect the play, no flag.
1: Yeah. I'm not opposed I've, to that. I've seen that before where sometimes the ref just wants to speed up the game. This is what And he ha- says there's what, no flag on the play when they know it's a good play. Happened.
2: Exactly. So what happened on that play? That ref could have came in and thrown the flag. It was a touchdown. They saw that McLaurin had nothing to do with the play. They gather in together. The ref goes, why'd you throw the, the the head official goes, why'd you throw the flag? He said, Well, McLaurin was lined up off the line of scrimmage. And then then it's the other ref can just say, Yeah, but he had nothing to do with the play. Let's just pick up the flag, no call. Then they'd yeah. say, Hey. After conferring, there is no foul on the play. result in the play is a touchdown.
1: The, the receiver re, realigned himself on the line of scrimmage. There is no foul. They don't they don't don't, to, you don't even have to they, explain. They don't That's have to explain thing. anything. Heck, Mike, no Mike, Mike Pereira is the rules like expert that comes on, and he can't explain anything. So... <laughs> If he can't explain anything, you know, getting like eight different camera views, any any normal official doesn't have to explain nothing. They
2: don't have to explain. By the anything, way, by the way, no I
1: on the I got to say, if anyone's out there listening that knows anyone that knows Mike Pereira and that and that crew, can you please tell him, Mike, what do you think about this call? His answer should be, the call will be overturned or the call will stand, and then he can go and talk about you know whatever the hell he's talking about because he never answers the question, and then when he finally gets to answering the question, oh! Guess what? After forty eight seconds, they, they're coming back with the answer. No,
2: the guy that's worse is uh, Terry McCauley on, on NBC because he always gets it wrong. He's like, I,
1: I think this one's gonna be overturned
2: at least the he's calling the field
1: stands. At least he's coming out with <laughs> the with with, with with the position as opposed to being in politics. So what do you think about gun control? Well, let me tell you, this is a, <laughs> you know what? The, we, we put an embargo on the Middle East four, four years ago. I mean, no,
2: Dean Blandino is the only one that actually does it right. And he, he explains everything mm. and what's going on in New York. New York at the replay center. All
0: right, let's look at one last game and we'll let you get out of here. Fez. I know you're still a little under the weather. Uh, the chargers and the Titans chargers win this one. And it is close 17, 14, what did you do with these two teams? you feel
1: better or worse about either? I did nothing. I thought the final score was um, was was correct. Now, I one thing I did not watch closely enough, Tannehill went out with an injury, and then he got it, got it back missed, out.
0: Missed a series.
1: Missed a series, and I don't know if he was at 100%. Maybe that could explain why it was so low scoring because of that. But I want to comment on this as a better. All right, so this is a game that fluctuated between two and a half and three the whole week. You gotta win these games. If you bet the Chargers, you gotta have minus two and a half in your pocket. If you got the Titans, you gotta either have plus three with a push or you tease the Titans and you win. This is the game the books should get absolutely shredded. So like like on a game like this, if you like somehow lost betting this game, you're just doing something so wrong. <coughs> excuse me, on so many different levels. So like like when a game is lined on three and it lands on three, it's gotta be a winning game.
0: Yeah, or at worst, a push. Yes. Uh, I, I ended up, because by the time I really got around to, to play in this game, I realized there weren't two and a halfs coming back. I wanted the Chargers, so I bet the Chargers money line. Mm-hmm. And winner, I'll <laughs> take I'll take it. Uh, all right, that is going to do it. That wraps up most of the games, uh, most of the games that people will care about for this week, and no no major changes okay, on any we, of the other games we, that we skipped.
2: We didn't skip. do our heavy breakdown of Broncos-Cardinals.
0: Yeah, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> you, are there any teams that you adjusted majorly on any of these games that we haven't talked about?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the Broncos-Cardinals because um, McSorley had to come in for Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. and McCoy is a very good backup quarterback, so um, here's a case where... Arizona just got downgraded a half point for performance another two for having to go to the third string quarterback next week more than likely
0: yeah this is a bad look for Russell Wilson even I mean the Broncos finally you know you're gone and the Broncos win by nine points is just a they put up 24 points now listen the Cardinals defense is terrible but this is a rough season for Russ I'm afraid uh but both those teams like you said just no not much not much to look at this season All right, Fez, thank you, man. Uh, Enjoy and hopefully get yourself feeling better. We're going to need you on Wednesday. I'll be here. All right.